I'm Andrew Berman from NMP, and thank you for joining us for another Mortgage Leadership Outlook. Every episode features unedited and unscripted interviews with the leaders of the mortgage industry, from the top originators out in the street to the executives in the C-suite. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Berman with NMP TV, National Mortgage Professional Magazine. With us today, I am so excited to have joining us Christopher Gallo, who is a mega originator over at New Jersey Lenders. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And what's what's extra special about today? We, you know, Chris comes with his own music. He's got a trumpet and a red uh, trumpet and a piano. Trumpet and piano lessons going on right now as we speak. If that be, if this conversation gets boring, we can go over there. I promise you it'll be better than this. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, so, dude, I'm so excited actually that we had, we had a chance to, to connect with you. Um, I've, I've enjoyed uh, like our talks, kind of getting to know each other. Uh, you know, really, uh, I, I'm I'm impressed by your numbers. I mean, so so today we're and we're gonna go into your numbers. I want to talk about it because it's just mind blowing. You know, we have uh, Chris, who's you know a uh, top 10 originator, um, major, major purchased uh, originator. Uh, but we're, so we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what it takes to become a mega producer. We're going to take uh, talk a little bit about uh, about his, um, his his kind of his habits um, and how the heck he has such a high social or, uh, you know, ratings when you look at his customer service. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I got my good friend uh, uh, Katie Jensen over at Ambis helped me out with uh, some of today's questions. So, all right, Chris, let's start off with the numbers because they're, sure. they're I'm, I'm, I, you know, I see what I see in the system here, but you got to tell me, like, what are those numbers like? I don't know if you had a chance to, to kind of pull those numbers because I know you said you don't focus on the numbers, uh, the, you know, but tell us what does the last 12 months look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, historically, I don't, I don't look at my numbers. I don't let it get in my head. I don't, you know, do quarterly uh, you know, numbers checks or where are we at this year, this month? Um, I just, you know, I just want to keep the things, keep the engine running, so to say. But I did for this call, check just for you. Uh, a year to date, I think we're around 2,700 closed units, uh, over a billion dollars. Not sure exactly where, but over a billion dollars. And then I think from a purchase perspective, as you had uh, mentioned earlier, we're at a little over 900. Um, and that's pretty much from January to today, let's just call it. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So, so I mean, if you had a guess end of year, what, what do you, where do you think you'll be at end of year, knowing like what's in the pipeline and activity that you're doing? I mean, may, high twenty eight hundreds as far as like total units closed, uh, maybe twenty nine hundred. Um, but I mean, it, it, the the end of the year starting to taper off a little bit, um, but but still still very very busy. Still a lot going on right now for this time of year. But I'd say, you know, 2,800-ish around that number, maybe 1.1 billion, 1.15 billion, something like that is, is where I think we'll wind up. That's phenomenal. So, I mean, how many hours do you work a week to make that happen? Uh, tough, question to, tough to answer, I guess. Uh, I mean, it, it varies based on, you know, based on volume and, and, and what's going on. But I mean, on average, I'm working nine to five every single day, well, Monday through Friday for that matter. And then I'm working on the weekends a little bit. I'm not going crazy, but uh, you know, I'll take calls on the weekends. I'll, I'll go through emails, you know, two or three times through the weekend just to kind of accommodate the people looking to buy homes or who have 
questions about, uh, you know, offers they want to make, stuff like that. And I have a couple of people that kind of assist me throughout the weekend as well to kind of uh, pick up the slack when, when I may be on the soccer field or lacrosse field or something with one of my children. So whoa, whoa, whoa. you said nine to five, right? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, that's what I like to say, right? So, what's my day look like? How do I work, yeah, right? So I come in the. Let's, I, let's, let's start from Chris's day from when, from when you wake up. Take us actually, you know, through a, a typical day of what of what what your day is like, if you if you don't mind. So you wake up, you you wipe the eye snot from your eyes. Yeah. And what, I do you take do a shower. Start? I do take a shower. We'll start there. I take a shower. Uh, wake up around six thirty, something like that. Uh, I take. I have four kids, so I, me and my wife divide and conquer. My one daughter goes to one school. My other three kids go to another school. So I take my one daughter to school, um, you know, take her to school, grab coffee on the way home, come back home for a few minutes. Uh, I tend to go to the gym every day, uh, something, whether I run, lift weights, just something for an hour to just get ready, start my day. So I do that. And then I'm kind of in the office by 930, 9 o'clock, 930, depending on, on the day. Um, and then I'll work usually up until about 5, 530, break loose eat with the, eat dinner with the kids, you know, take them to sports, run them around, whatever's going on, do that. Some days are different. Um, and then around eight 30, nine o'clock, I'll come back in front of the computer, go through emails, um, till about, you know, 10 30, 11 o'clock, some nights just to catch up, just to kind of get ahead of the day. So I'm not coming into the next day, still working on the prior day. Um, that systems really worked well for me. I find, the two hours I work at night or just kind of sit in front of the computer and, and catch up on stuff is probably the most productive two hours of my day. Um, and and I don't really know why, but I just imagine because the distractions are down, you can send emails back, you can kind of solve problems pretty quickly and just kind of think because throughout the day, the phones are going off, the texts are going off, the emails are going off. And it's very difficult sometimes to really just sit and focus on something like this, for instance. Like right now, everything's off on my communication. No one can call me. There's no one getting through to the, the bat line doesn't work. There's no line. But uh, at night, like I said, it's quieter. It's just easier to get ahead. So that two hours really helps me set myself up so that that day is closed. I finished everything that day. I answered all emails. I answered all calls. I answered all texts. So the next day is a brand new day, and I can kind of tackle it head on like I did the pre previous day. Fantastic. Now, now are, are you are you friends with a lot of mega producers like is it like if you look at you the people that you spend time with you know and let's see and obviously new jersey uh, lenders you guys you have something going on there because there's a an unusual number of high producing originators there but like outside of the people actually who you uh, work with at new jersey lenders do you have a group of other mega originators uh that you kind of talk to i don't i don't i actually uh, I don't tend to really uh, communicate with the outside world. I don't, I guess I don't want to say that way. I don't get involved in too much of things like this. I'm not involved in, uh, you know, just, just the, the, the I, 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 I call it, I keep my blinders on. I keep yeah. my blinders on. I do what I do. I know what I do. I know what works for me. And I tend to stay away from the static. Um, but, but to tie into New Jersey lenders, I mean, as you said, I mean, I get a good, dose of it from New Jersey lenders. There's a good group of people that I can connect with on my own, you know, my, at my own company that know what they're doing and we can kind of brainstorm there. So I, I don't really have to look outside to get kind of good advice when it comes to maybe a problem 
or just maybe taking it a step up or doing something different because the guys that are working at NJ lenders tend to, you know, they're, they're top notch. I mean, we're, we're, you know, you got a good group here and these guys know what they're doing. So I can kind of just, you know, don't, don't have to turn too far to figure things out. Well, that's awesome, man. So, so like, you know, so like, what do you, is there, I mean, cause listen, we look at your numbers, you're doing phenomenal. Um, you have an, an really optimized day. You're not like, listen, I've, I've seen people actually that, that, I mean, not your kind of numbers, but you know, you know, that produce a large number and they, they're, they're, um, they're, they're kind of their, their work balance life uh, as compromise has been compromised. And, you know, they're, they're not spending as much time with their, their family. Like, was that something, was there a conscious decision at some point in your life to kind of put your foot down and say, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Like, were, were you working, you know, a hundred hours a week at some point and then uh, like pulled it back? Like, you know, how, were you always like this and working this many hours and being this kind of productive? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I've always kind of been really dedicated to what I do when I get involved. I mean, even back in when I first started, we used to, you know, cold call. And, you know, I would I'd be one of the last guys there until eight o'clock at night cold calling just because I, just because it was what I had to do. It was my job. I mean, it's what I had to do to kind of to to, to, to be successful, to, to take it to the next step. Um, so it's just it's kind of just it's, it's inside me. It's just it's what I am. But I mean, I've never really worked. Yeah, I mean, listen. Last year was a little bit of a crazy year as, as we transitioned to into this kind of this crazy world we were in, and, and there were days where I worked till midnight or one o'clock, and it was just really just trying to get set. Well, once again, just trying to do what I do every day right now, but it was just it was so much more, and it was so brand new, accelerating from sixty miles an hour to one hundred fifty miles an hour, and just trying to kind of stay focused. So last year, I would say that yeah, there was times that, that I could have maybe spent a little more time with my family. Um, or, or, you know, have a little bit more of a social life, let's call it, I guess, and go out a little bit more. But then again, last year, not many people were going out. So it worked in my advantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So, so listen, and, and you, as you pointed out, you have 900 purchase transactions this year so far, which is phenomenal. Um, I mean, you know, it can't help uh, a lot of originators who are, who have been purchase focused originators, uh, you know, just they're doing so many refis. Like, do you, do you have any kind of specific strategies that you could share? Because there's a lot of our, of our audience are people actually who have who maybe lost their way when it comes to the purchase business and they're looking to reignite that as as we you know face this uh you know this this uh, refi cliff that that, that we're going to be having um assuming actually that that that's going to happen next year we're going to see a major major loss of of refi production so sure. any tips for our audience on how to increase uh their purchase business like how do you do it how do you actually do 900 purchase transactions i mean it, it's a mix of things right i mean it's just not it, there's not one secret arrow that I have in my stash that, you know, I, I tend to take out. It, it's just, it's a combination of things. It's, it's being supported by a great company with, with, you know, tools and, and, and product and, and support that allows you to kind of go out there confidently and, uh, and, and, and be able to sell and be able to kind of do your job to the best of your ability. So knowing you have a strong support system to me allows me to go out very confidently and win business and talk to a realtor confidently and know that if something's a little tricky, I know that maybe we can, we can try it this way, or we can try it that way, or I, we, we've had this issue before and we did it this way, or we did it that way. So really what it comes down to is once again, that, that, that backbone that we have at New Jersey lenders that, you know, I, I owe them a good part of my, I go owe a good part of my success to them 
Um, and then on top of it is just knowledge. Be knowledgeable in the, the environment you're in. So for instance, in New, New Jersey, majority of New Jersey is single family, multifamily and condos. Um, but, but in certain areas we, we tend to work in like Hudson County, it's a lot of condos. So, so know your product, know your condos, know what you're getting into, know what you're doing, or if you're doing a multifamily, you know, know the rules and know what you're up against, right? I mean, that, in my opinion, will allow you to go out there confidently and be able to say that can be done and this is how it's going to be done. So, I mean, I, I think just, and, and, not, and, and in this business, I'm not saying you have to be an, you know, a genius. I'm not saying you have to be someone with a, an MBA and, and, a, and a doctor, you know what I mean? You, you, just, you just have to understand the environment you're working in. And, and be a master in it. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you need something to differentiate yourself from, you know, the the thousands of other originators um, and being actually an expert on the property type of that area seems like a great way actually to to build rapport with, with real estate agents because listen, the real estate agents know that you are awesome at doing condos in that area. They're going to say, give, give my guy Chris a call. He knows exactly how to deal with this issue when dealing with a condo board or this this thing actually where, where it's currently the condo is not approved. So that's that's awesome. So so now we're like and, and I know actually uh, so you, you've been at uh, New Jersey land almost almost a decade now. Um, but when you were at the previous company, was your production anything like this? No, nowhere near this. Nowhere near this. Oh, I mean, um, like three years ago, no one's production was anything like this. Yeah, well, once again, in perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, over time, things have grown, uh, but things grew much uh, at a greater clip when I came, when I transitioned to, to NG Lenders. And, and, and once again, for, for kind of a couple of reasons I had mentioned before, and it's just that, you know, the company's been around for 30 years. Um, it, it's run by a, a good group of, of gentlemen that, know exactly what they're doing. And, and, and on top of knowing what they're doing, it's also run by somebody who's on the street originating just like me day to day. And that to me, I mean, how much more valuable can that be? Because someone helping make the rules and, and, and make the decisions of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done is on the street coming up against the same problems I'm coming up against. That to me, I mean, that, that says a lot. Uh, and, and in my opinion, has helped in a lot, a lot of situations, just make decisions for the company that have worked favorable for the originator because he's seeing it head on. So he's dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. All the other guys out there are dealing with it. But a lot of times these companies are ran by people that were originators, no longer are originating or have a finance background or, or, or somehow were pulled into the business through whether they were um, AEs for companies, whatever the case may be. And no no offense to them either. They're, they're all running great, great companies, but they're not dealing with that day-to-day -day that we deal with as an originator. I think that that's, that is very important. Yeah. No, I listen, we talk about Steve and, and I, I think it's, it is, um, it is truly phenomenal because not only is he still originating and, you know, one of the partners there, um, but he just never seems stressed. He's like so relaxed all the time. I don't understand actually how we how we could do that actually because I mean he has a lot of originators that that were reporting to him. He's producing himself still. Uh, so I don't know. He's got he's got some kind of magic sauce there. 
Um, and and whatever it is, it seems to be working really, really well. I mean, uh, 27 units a year to date. Uh, as uh, just in case if anyone's joining us late, uh, Chris is 2,700 units year to date. Uh, nine of them, 900 of them have, have been uh, purchased transactions. And so, but and what's what's really amazing is that you're not just like a, a machine putting these putting these out actually with with no uh, with no actually uh, control over this. So um, I was I was looking at the reviews and social survey. You're at 4.77. I mean. Which you know, if uh, that is phenomenal, um, Google reviews you have uh, two hundred and sixty-five. You're at four point nine. Uh, Zilla, you've got uh, you're a five point zero with five hundred and thirty-seven. That's phenomenal. So, so like, tell tell us, you know, what would you say is the most important influences on uh, customer satisfaction? Sure. I mean, I, I think the customers everything, right? I mean, you know, all. There's a couple pieces of the business, right? You have realtors, you know, you want to work your realtors, you want to work different referral sources. But at the end of the day, you're working them to get to the customer. And the customer is ultimately the one who you have to satisfy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've always been a big believer in customer service, taking care of the client. I mean, even in my earlier days prior to coming to New Jersey Lenders, I was, uh, uh, you know, Steve will tell you this too. I micromanage everything. I mean, I was involved in every single thing that went on. And I still am involved in a lot of things that go on day to day. I talk to all my clients. Um, I, I'm not a machine. You talk to me first if you're going to submit an app. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, I've talked to 2,700 people this year if you've submitted an application with me. So it's not just a system where you're coming in, you know, as, as you know, someone from the Internet. It, you, we're talking. I'm talking to everybody. Uh, and I think that's that's one of the reasons is because I'm involved. I'm, I'm going to take your call. I'm going to call you back. Uh, you know, and, and it's just once again, it's not difficult. It's not it's not something that's secret. It's just the basics, the basics of customer service. Be 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 available, be accessible, and 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 be honest. Be upfront with people. Um, and if you you know you promise something and you do this and you do that, you know deliver on your promises. You know if you say you're going to do something, commit to this, commit to that, deliver on your promises. But I mean, customer service is you know it's been around in every industry for decades. We all know what customer services is, and it's just being with the client, making the client happy. And as you can see through those reviews, there's a couple bad ones, right? I mean, I'm human. Things do happen. Yeah. We don't return every single phone call. Something, something comes up, something happens. And last year was a year that, you know, a couple, you know, things did fall through the cracks. But then again, as, as mentioned, I am also human. <laughs> so I'll take that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. You've got some superhuman qualities here. I mean, and I'm just doing the number really quick here. So you're, you're talking to, if you just basically figure five day business, uh, business weeks, um, you're talking to 10 borrowers a day, having 10 conversations a day. And, you know, obviously sometimes more, sometimes less, sometimes it's overflowing into the weekend. Uh, but that's just, that's phenomenal. That's, it is unbel unbelievable. So, um, you know, like, uh, but, but when, when, and, and I, uh, I, I started looking through some of the reviews, but, but I'm sure you've, I, and I, do you, do you re read the reviews? Like whenever a review comes in, do you, uh, do you like pay attention to it? I do. I do. I do. Um, especially the reviews that are, that are not perfect. And once again, I don't expect five stars across the board. 4.5, 4.0 is fine. You know, nothing's perfect as I said, but, uh, the, the ones that are not great do bother me and I'll reach out to a client and you know, try to, try to figure it out. Not, 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 I don't want anyone removing the review. It is what it is. That's what you wrote when you wrote it. But uh, I will try to call people, you know, and reach out to them if they, if they were not happy with something or something just didn't go as, as they had planned. 
Um, but I do read the reviews. And uh, years ago, a few of them, maybe four or five of them, I was big on starting with Zillow. Let's go to Zillow. Let's go to Zillow, write the reviews, go to Zillow, write the reviews. And it's kind of transitioned into the Google and the and the uh, the social survey. Um, but I mean, I think reviews are important. I mean, you know, if you're a consumer and you're doing anything, you tend to write, read a review. If you're going to buy a TV, you're going to read the review. You're going to buy uh, a new computer, you're going to read the review. You're just going to get an idea. Um, so reviews are, are, are important. I mean, and, and once again, they're not controlled by me. You're going on the internet, you're filling it out yourself. And, uh, you know, if you're honest, you be honest. That's what it comes down to. Uh, and you were talking about something that reminds me of uh, like a philosophy that folks over at Social Survey they used to talk about. They they say they I mean they love positive reviews, but they love the like the negative reviews even more because those are the learning opportunities. That, that's actually how organizations uh, or you know um, like. Uh, practices like yeah, that you have, uh, you know, find ways actually find any weaknesses in their system and step and step it up. So now, if, if you like consider and actually, if you think about the reviews, like the, the all the the positive reviews that you've received, the most recent ones, um, what are the trends? What are like what are the themes? You know, like well, is it is it time? Is it speed? Is it cost? Is it communication? Like if you had to pick, like you know, one or two factors that are like the biggest ones that impact customers service that that make that person inspired to take the time out of the day say bam five stars and here's why chris is so awesome um i, I think communication uh, you're saying good correct we're talking yeah, about i looked at your bad at the bad ones the the bad ones actually are, are like are most of them are BS. They're, they're they're not even actually they're not even real bad ones. They're and and I know in many cases bad ones are usually people who got denied or or didn't have a chance. So you but talking yeah, about the context the context of the situation is there's more to it. But once again, you're you're as far as the good go. I mean, the communication is big. Um, speed is huge. Um, you know those you know the communication and speed are the two big ones. Um, obviously, you know fees, cost, stuff like that. That, that, you know, that's another one too as well. But the big two, the two biggest ones are the, the communication and the speed. Uh, and that, that's what we, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to com- get a combination of it all. The speed, you know, being able to do something fast, but not doing it efficient is not great. So we try to communicate and at the same time, do something as quickly as we possibly can within, you know, w- within the, the timeline we're given. Fantastic. So it's- what drives you? Like, I mean, so obviously we, we, we know it's not it's not the numbers um, because you had to do a search to find out what your production was year to date. So <laughs> give, us, give us an idea. Like what what drives someone to go from being a, a good producer, you know, and, and give give us an idea your previous employer. What would be a typical year? Uh, like how many loans were you, were you doing a year there? Um, let's see. I did one of these. I guess when I left. I did, I think it was like 276 units. Once again, this was in like a different, just 2012. Yeah. So the year I left, I'm only looking because I I have a statue, one of these like, one of these little things over here with (laughs) with it etched on it. So that's why I was able to kind of defer back to that. But uh, so it was like a little less than 300 units then. Uh, That was at the the previous employer and, you know, not a bad company, but uh, just not set up to become... A, a bigger and better originator good good shop yeah just not not going to take you to the next level 
So, and what was the thing that said, like, you know, hey, I want to do this? Like, you know, where, where you where where you actually um, saw either the opportunity or you knew had you had the skill. Like, what 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 was the thing that set you off and said, all right, I need to grab the bull by the horns, and unless actually, you know, I'm a, a four digit producer, uh, you know, like I'm I, I'm I'm not at the, the top of my game. Well, I mean, I started the conversation off by saying I had four kids. You can start with that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. I, no, I no, no, no. I have the headache. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, how uh, many of them are and, uh, boys, girls? Uh, two boys, two girls. Okay. So, we know so. actually well, traditionally that means we're paying for at least two weddings. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's expected, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> um, but but I, I, I don't really think there's anything that, that kind of clicked and said, I can do this. It just became, you know, I, I look at this, 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 the job is kind of, it, it's very systematic where, you know, everything's kind of falling in place. And, but I also look at it as, as momentum driven. So the more momentum you can kind of fall into, the more you, you can, you can push, the more you can do. It's a snowball. You start this big and you continue to roll it. It's going to become this big, but the second you stop rolling it, it's going to shrink down and shrivel to nothing. So the momentum of this business has always driven me, right? So if the momentum stops or starts to slow down, it kind of it, it it it's not good for me. It's not good for what I've what I've kind of built built out and what I've got going on. So to me, it's just always been that momentum, keeping the momentum going. Where you know, even if it's a little quieter, and you know, you get a call for a ninety thousand dollar loan, and you don't want to take it because it's ninety thousand dollars, or you know, you, it, whatever the case may be, it's just it's going to take you so much time, and it's going to be so much effort, and you know, maybe they're better off going somewhere else. No, 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 just take it, keep the momentum going, just keep it going, keep 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 the train running, um, because it, it, to me, that always a keeps you sharp. Whether you know it, it, you're you're doing it, you're talking to people, you're still moving, even though it may be a little quieter than normal. Um, but, but I, I, the momentum to me has always driven me to kind of continue to, to, to keep it going. So heading into the new year, seeing the momentum slowing a little bit is a little nerve wracking coming from where we're, where we are now versus where we're probably headed. But I mean, it's a little bit of some of it's out of your control, but, uh, what drives me is momentum. I, 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 you know, I don't even know if that's something that you can quantify and say, oh, it's driven by momentum, but in this business, ever since that's got moving, I don't want to stop it. I need it to continue to go. I need it to continue to forge forward. Yeah. Listen, you're either growing or shrinking. And, you know, and, and it's, it's uh, the other thing is at the what level are you growing or what level are you shrinking? And and uh, you're used to actually this this feverish pace. Um, so like in any any like perspective about next year, like, you know, what do you think actually are going to be the big opportunities uh, for, for you in uh, next year? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. I've been thinking more about that over the last kind of 30 days, 45 days as, as the year kind of closes out. Um, I mean, I, as I'm sure any originator is going to estimate, I, I think it's going to be a very heavily driven purchase market. I mean, I think there will still be some refi business just based on home prices going up, uh, people having a little bit of equity and, and maybe wanting to tap into that equity or get rid of PMI. So I definitely think there's going to still be a lot of good opportunities to grab some refi business, definitely not like this year or the year prior, but I feel there will be, still be that pool of people that are, you know, if you want to get creative or you want to kind of, uh, you know, d dive into your database a little bit, 
which, which, which we may have to do. We may have to go back to the basics and go into your database and say, you know what, I'll miss, let me call Mr. Jones. He hasn't spoken to him in a couple of years and, and kind of do, do, uh, do monthly callers or weekly callers. Just, just do, do the, go back to the basics. We're probably going to have to do that a little bit. Um, and, and that's something we do. We, we do call our database. Uh, we will call our database, I think, in this upcoming year. But fo- focusing on realtors, and I'm sure that's what everybody's going to say, is focusing on realtors. I'm sure there's going to be lines out the door of all the real estate offices. But uh, I've never been a, a cold walker. I'm not going to walk into a real estate office. I'm not going to bring you donuts. So if you're looking for that, there's probably another guy that'll do it for you. But that's not me. If you want a deal to get done, you can call me, and and, and we'll put our hard hats on, and we'll make a deal happen. But uh, I, I'm just not a not that guy who's going to walk in cold walk offices. But uh, you know, uh, but I, I think back to your your point is I think real you know realtors obviously are, I think they're going to have a good year this upcoming year. I think there's still going to be a lot of buyers out there that weren't able to kind of get in when they wanted to. And with home prices settling down a little bit, I think there will be a lot of opportunity for some buyers to to jump in and kind of finally buy the house they were looking for. Yeah, you know, and, and so you you mentioned actually that uh, how you're like one of the approach to, for someone to grow actually their purchase based business is become an expert in that area, and they become someone actually who realtors uh, you know would, would you know would potentially be interested in doing business because they know condos in that area and that's where the real estate agent. So you mentioned you don't, you don't do uh, cold walk-ins. Um, so, so what are you going to do? Like, so what, what is actually, you know, I mean, obviously you have a ton of people already sending you business, uh, but you know, you're, you're, you're worried about the momentum. And uh, so like, what are some of your activities looking like to try to make uh, like next year? So we're going to do 2,800 loans this, this year, but at the end of the year, like, how do we, how do we go to 3000 next year? Or, or, I mean, even just to maintain that level of production, it would, it's going to take a lot of effort. So what are some of your uh, daily activities that you're doing? Uh, to bring that up? I, I think one of the big things will be going through the database. I think after the last two years, we, we've established a very, very large group of clients, uh, most of which we've closed, some of which we haven't. And I think that'll be a big part of you know my daily you know, day-to-day is just kind of getting in touch with some older clients, reaching out to them, saying hello. Uh, I enjoy that. I've always enjoyed that. Last two years, we've not done that as much as we should have, or I have not done that as much as I should have because I haven't had the time. Um, but that's something that, you know, in the past I was doing a lot of follow-ups. Hey, how are you? How are things going? Whatever the case may be every six months, every year. Um, I think that's something that, that I'm going to get back to, which, which I'll enjoy because as I said, I, I enjoyed being in the office, yeah. not really being outside the office. I enjoyed kind of being at the command center so that if a problem arises, we can get on it right away. Um, I, I'm not a big guy who likes to be on the road and, you know, like I said, I'll come take you to lunch a couple times, but uh, you know, I, I prefer, I per, I always said, it, it, you know, we could go to lunch, we could talk, we could chat, I could bring you donuts, but you want your deals to close, right? Well, I need to be in the office to get your deal to close. I need to, you know, and, and I don't really need to be, but once again, you need to be kind of, you need to be involved, right? And you can't answer emails. You can't get involved if you're sitting at a lunch talking to people and kind of, you know, lollygagging about, uh, you know, things. Yeah, rather than me bringing you donuts, I'll Uber eat a, a dozen donuts over to you. And we'll have a five-minute call, call so I can get back to closing your loans. Exactly. It's very easy to send stuff. Exactly. If you want donuts, I can get them to you. It's not a big deal. I just may not be the one bringing them. <laughs> That's awesome. Chris, this has been great. I am really, really appreciate you taking the time, you know, as as we're, you know, kind of 
getting ready to kind of prepare for next year. Um, and I know things are not slowing down, but uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to meet with us today. No, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, you know giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it. Fantastic. And everyone, thank you for joining us for another Mortgage Leadership Outlook, where we go live just about every Wednesday on uh, 4 o'clock East Coast time, uh, 1 o'clock on the Pacific. Uh, make sure if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, uh, you know, give us a nice review. Uh, and if you're not listening to us on your podcast platform, check us out. We're everywhere. You know, we're in Spotify or in uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, just search Mortgage Leadership Outlook and you will find us. Everyone have a great day and we are going to be off next week for uh, Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy the time with your family. Over and out. I'm Andrew Berman from NMP, and thank you for joining us for another Mortgage Leadership Outlook. Every episode features unedited and unscripted interviews with the leaders of the mortgage industry, from the top originators out in the street to the executives in the C-suite. Thank you for listening.